July 21st, 2016, it's the Pedro Show. Sadness down Port of Vallarta And I got upset too And paraded the waiter Paraded the waiter 
saw your little sister, she had tracks on her arms, my little slip just got louder, didn't raise any harm, didn't raise any harm, didn't raise any harm. And the end was old, it was all your fault. Watch for Pedro's show, uh, and Pedro, but not Brother Matt, and also not at my pad. I'm at Guitar Safari on 6th Street. Proprietor uh, Dirk is off to get me and my guests for this show, Sam Setzer. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Uh, some moisture, because we got a San Pedro heat wave. Well, I guess oh, so- SoCal does, but we're going to get up in the 80s, or it might already be in the 80s. That must be over 100. It's insane. Yeah. But it's been a pretty calm summer. Yeah. Uh, we started the show off with John Coltrane doing my favorite things. Uh, just an end fragment from 61 gig, 1961, at the showboat. And then Mexico Breath from Sam says, Sam, yeah. what's your oldest musical memory? Ugh. Um, man. You know, I grew up in the 90s, so I'd say really lame, but uh, probably sitting in the back of my dad's, uh, like, Mercedes sedan. Car. The, yeah, car. So the radio. Yeah, the radio, but, like... Uh, or he, tape player. He would be jamming to, like, Steely Dan. The Dan. The Dan. That was his thing. It was actually from the 70s. Right. Of course. Makes sense. I didn't know that then. It just sounded like... So the Dan is your first Probably memory, Oldest memory But like the first And riding around in the car riding, So the window's down yeah, and, yeah. yeah Huge thing growing up And he was always obsessed What, with what part? Uh, Sacramento, California Sacktown Yeah He gets sweaty there in Oh man it's, it's, I was just up there I yeah. just came from there this morning And people don't know A lot of rice is grown there too At the right. same time yeah. So there's a lot of Because the American River Sacramento, Sacramento River, River Big America. Delta yeah. Absolutely People don't realize that. They no. think Hollywood, but right. we're actually farm state. And yep. town has got a lot of rice. Yeah, Central Valley. Uh, okay, so that's your uh, earliest memory. Yeah. What, like a boy? Probably like four or five. Four or five, and okay. And then right around that time also... Was he a player, or was he just a listener? He's friends of players. All of my dad's friends, not all, but I grew up around his friends, and they're all players. Okay, so, like, so music was in your... Huge. Not just listening, but there's also cats who know how to do it. Oh, right. Big but time. in the pad, is there a guitar? Is there a piano? At the house? Yeah. Not until I you said, it. I want to play guitar, 
But then suddenly now there's guitars everywhere. I think it really made my dad happy. That oh, he wanted you yeah, to get he was into music. Super down with it because he's a music fan. Yeah, even though he's not a maker, he's a listener. Right. Actually, we need a listener for every maker. Yeah, I think <laughs> or at so least too. take turns. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, when did this come in? Where you? How old were you when you said? When I, that I wanted to play. I want to play. I was so I I was a c- competitive tennis player up until oh. I'm about seventh grade. So around fourth grade, I I got really into you know like I guess like I bought like a Ramones like greatest hits like Ramones. You know what? Something. In a way, a tennis racket. Right. Did you ever do that air of shit? Of course, yeah. <laughs> we did it with baseball yeah, bats. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you're halfway there, maybe going down the road. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you're doing tennis at school, but so well, not even here in Ramones. Right. It was like an extracurricular thing, like uh, tennis. Yeah. Tennis uh, was my life outside of school. So I'd go sure. to school, and then it would just be tennis. Tennis. What do you mean, tennis. like a coach? Yeah, I had like a private okay. coach, and my weekends were spent um, at. Uh, Doing tourneys, doing tournaments, yeah. uh, traveling all around the Sacramento Valley. It's really tough in the summer. Oh man, it's insane! And <laughs> just being that young, and and my mom was really into it, into me playing tennis. And um, interesting, but you had this side thing, right. music. Well, I just was, I was always really moved by music, whatever, and and like I, like, just hearing uh, what? Why the Ramones? I think because I I was really into like hip hop and stuff because of. Uh, there were, it was on all like the movie soundtracks sure. growing up, so like I was really into Will Smith, and then that gradu- yeah. you know it kind of just graduates into other things. And he was Fresh, Fresh Prince, yeah. So I was super into Men in Black. Remember that movie, Men in Black? Yeah, it's huge. I was obsessed with Men in Black, and that was that was my. I never first... saw it. But I knew about it because it was Sony. Yeah, right. And they owned Columbia. Okay, so at that Columbia. time, Ball Hog was on. Columbia. Fourteen years. So, but anyway, yeah. uh, so, then, so th- there's the hip hop on one side, but then yeah. there's the Ramones. Yeah. So then I get okay. So how I get to the Ramones was, yeah. I was super into like skateboarding and video games, and there was this video game called uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And Tony Hawk, I think Orange County guy. I some, I, I would assume tall guy yeah, too. Yeah, scrawny guy. So, you know, um, Blitzkrieg was on the sound. It was on the soundtrack for one of those, and I first heard that. And I remember I was sitting in my bedroom playing it, and it just sounded, you know, it's that classic, like, punk rock story of, like, it doesn't sound like, it. what the hell is this? Doesn't I know, like it is anything. <laughs> So then... It ain't the blues. Right. <laughs> it sure as hell ain't the blues. But it's, like, got that weird... It ain't the Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not the Dan, and it's not hip-hop. It's no. this weird... It's driving. It's just driving and, and exciting. Yeah. So I... One of the things that my dad and I used to do growing up, we'd, we'd have dinner, and he would always go to Borders Books. You remember Borders? Yeah. We would go to Borders Bookstore. Bookstore, but they also had records. CDs. That's right, that's right. And I would always go with him because it was just kind of a fun thing to do, get out of the house at night and go with my dad. And he would go and like, get his magazines or whatever, maybe get a few records. And I, uh, I remember the first record that I really remember being super stoked about him buying for me it was just a basic Ramones great like maybe like 21 tracks anthology anthology record and you know this is they had already broken up and the right, Ramones right. were no more and I, yeah. I, think, I think 96 yeah I think it was like 96 they broke up and this must have been 2002 or 3 so that's when Joey left us. Joey died and Dee Dee probably died and Johnny was on his way yeah. out and um, and I just I remember my favorite song on that 
I listened to it for probably two years straight on my little boombox that I had in my in my uh, in my bedroom. And my favorite song on the the the, the record was the song "I Want to Live," which is not oh, one yeah. of their their most massive hits, massive hits or most well known hits. But there's something about that opening guitar solo, sure. opening guitar, you know, track. part. Because I don't think Johnny it's not gets a solo, solos. Yeah. Uh, that just Even the little solos I heard in the old days on the first records, Tommy did them. Yeah, Joey, <laughs> Johnny right? did not want to play lead guitar. Yeah, Tommy. I had no like, idea. I think there's one in. Uh, Sniff some glue or something like yeah, that, yeah. And, but it's Tommy. Wow, like Johnny, I'm Insane. not doing him. Hmm. So yeah, but so then around that time, I just was, I became you know enamored with music. It became way more important to me than tennis. tennis. And I guess just, I I must have been third or fourth grade. I said, uh, hey, I want to play guitar. And you know, every kid kind of goes through. I think that, hey, give me a guitar. So then my dad said, okay, and. He bought me just a dinky little like acoustic that was whatever you know. Did he give you like uh, conditions like if I get you this guitar, you're going to take lessons? Yeah, of course. And I and I, I couldn't take lessons from like a like they didn't know they just they didn't get it they didn't know. Yeah. And my dad's a music fan, but I, I remember I, I took lessons with this guy at my school who was kind of a square you know classical guy, which is yeah. great looking, you know, now I can appreciate it, but then I, I just wanted to play, like, you know, power chords and sound Learn like them Ramones songs. Yeah. Because they sounded easy. The song sounded easy. I just wanted Classical to, takes a little yeah, work. Yeah, so he was trying to teach me how to read music. <laughs> yes, I, I read. I got real just discouraged, and yeah. then there was this, the shop up by my house, and I lived in, like, down, midtown Sacramento area, uh, and uh, there's a, ha- uh, a guitar shop called the Guitar Workshop. It's still there. And I started taking lessons from this like rock and roll guy, and then we just—he started showing you stuff he off records. Started showing me yeah. uh, stuff off records, and we would just play along the records for a half an hour. And I started getting pretty, getting good. And then it, that tennis soon became. By the time I was in seventh grade, I was starting to play in bands. At the Evo. Yeah, it just. Let's listen to some music. All right. Man.
What would cause the destruction of a universe? The palpitation of so many levels at the extreme juncture of things were the result of a really big bang. Welcome to the life cycle of things. Just another daily routine, really just a spot along the highway. The superhighway of the universe is the collision of the Big Bang Theory, a rolling mistake in the cosmos. So much hatred on our little earth, it really means nothing at all. Everything will be wiped out eventually. So many chances, but only one available. One at a time, my friend. Let's not spoil our one chance. But it all seems so meaningless, a dot on a fuzzy screen. Your hatred is blown away into smithereens of meaninglessness because you are only one chance out of many. All kinds of levels of universes means ours is so tiny. Now go and search for meaning, but back to blowing it. Maybe it was meant to be anyways. Just another step in the process, those 12-step confessions of the universe, and another destructive binge, particular to the process, the process of drying out, the casting off of evil habits into the true process of things, to know your dimension in the universe, and the universe in your dimension. Know that what gives and takes in the third world semi-dimension, shifted away infinite times, lost, tossed on a planetary shelf, in a regular process, of course, a love, a life, a laugh, a world. Just comes and goes, I guess. That's the way life is. One day you've got it, and the next day you're history.
Live from Vidra Show. Uh, we heard uh, brand new tobacco, Mr. Tom, with Home Inv- Invasionaries. Uh, Opeon with La Pane, or they probably say La Pan, Quebecois. This lady, she just had a baby. 17 months mm-hmm. later, cancer kills her. 36 years old. Oh, that's Phil Albrum's. Is that Phil Albrum's wife or no? Uh, I don't know. She just passed away? Like You know, I th- I think Canadians? Uh, but that's super Northwest, not quite Canada. But I don't know. It might be the wrong. No, no. There's a connection with uh, Montreal, but okay. I think you're right. Yeah. And my, my friend uh, Chapu told me about this incredible tragedy. Yeah, yeah, really sad. Horrible. At least the baby came, so... Yeah, yeah. Her mother. And her mother is a great, great musician. Mm. Uh, Hell Beans after that with Las Malvinas Siempre. Bad. A loyal bad. Whatever. Uh, I think they're from London. <laughs> Discipline Kichmov out of Belgrade with uh, Pobit Nietzsche. And uh, we're going to do a split with them. Croat band and a... Macedonia found a bass player from Comesia a lot of the Slavs here in town are from Comesia so okay. we, we gotta connect this is for record store next year day oh. record store day uh, Rachel Hayden brand new album Devils in Me she's gonna be on the show next week Lemon Kittens with Motet found old Lemon Kittens we love that me and this is a trippy band I think they're Friends of Genesis or something from the late 70s <laughs> yeah that sounds pretty out of Eng- what was the label United Dairies can't remember. <laughs> they, they also put out Mark Perry, the guy who did alternative television. He oh, yeah. had a band called New Missionaries. Oh, okay, yeah. Just incredibly trippy music. Right. When the movement was about unpredictable, you didn't really know what was coming to come out this bigger. <laughs> Big Bear L. That and we had a record of fucking Basil Rathbone reading. Edgar Allan Poe's a black cat. Jesus. Yeah, it was. It's intense. We also went into the lake. <laughs> okay. Capsizing the not on purpose. It was a canoe. Right. Um, negative example. That's Bucky Pope from Tar Babies Out of Madison with Clutching at Clouds. Andre Williams still in the ring. Brand new album. Detroit. I'm so glad I stayed. Uh, Joe Brewer, Jack Brewer's cousin with. Out of Madison, also. Some Big Bang poem. And finally, Sinatra 2, Swarm of Bees. Back, my guest Sam. So, you have shut the hatch on tennis and you're going to go full on tunes. To, mu- to music. That was sort of This the rock and roll guy, what's his name? You remember his name? Who? The Teach. Oh, oh, no. His, yes, I do. Of course. Uh, Noakes Kelly. Noakes bizarre Kelly. Name, bizarre name, but kind of a rad yeah, name. Yeah. It's like so a name he's, he's getting you to learn off record. You, and you, you, you trade in the acoustic and get an electric. Yeah, so somewhere like along the line, I think it was, it might have been just him who told my parents, hey, if we want to get him more stoked on playing, let's get him just like a cheap electric, you know. So and I got, an amp. yeah, and an amp. I got a little, can't remember the, the brand of amp it was, but I, I got a Jay Terser guitar. Which is like a, it's a, it just looks like a, it's like a strat, you know, okay. but but a crappy kind of a strat. copy, yeah, kind of a copy, just strat, and it was really small because I was still. Sh- this area here where Guitar Safari is, yeah, like where that parking lot is, right. this because now all the pawn stop uh, shop stuff is Pacific. on Pacific between Eighth right. and Ninth, mm-hmm. and that 
it used to be here. Oh, back where that parking lot was was the Big Daddy. And that's where me and D Boone got our all. All the guitars would be imitations yeah. of like the Gibson and the Fenders, and they'd be fifteen, twenty dollars. Because those guitars in those days, two, three hundred dollars. There was a Chuck Sound of Music up in Park Plaza here, and they had like one Tele and one uh, P bass, mm. and incredible amount of money. You couldn't even think about it. What about Vines? Were you here when Vines was here? Vines right up here on Pacific and Seventh. Yeah. yeah, they had records. No, they had they some had a music Fender stuff dealership too. though. Yeah, but not much stuff. Very, very few, especially in the old days. That was the main pad, but pawn shops were the place. Right. And also, believe it or not, Savon's Thrifty's drugstores sold Tesco's. Really? Japanese uh, $13 guitars, yeah. Wow, which is now Rite Aid, right? Yeah, yeah Rite Aid, okay, right. Yeah, and yeah. the other one's <laughs> CVS. Right. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, okay. So... You're just doing this by yourself. You're learning right. stuff, playing at home. When when do you get the idea, I want to play with other people? Some dudes at school? I remember specifically, yeah. So I transferred school, seventh grade, to a public middle school. I was going to this private, kind of small private school. And I transferred to, like, the local public school. And I started hanging around kids from my neighborhood who I didn't know that there were kids five blocks down from me that played drums wow. and bass. It was, it was a trip. you didn't go to school with them. Right, because I just hung out with kids. Yeah, you only know your own world. Right. right. You know, it's like you're that young. You don't really... So, so they're already going. They already got jams going, the garage. And I met... Uh, so, like, day one or day two of seventh grade, I meet one of my best friends and, and musical partners, Antonio Gualco. He's a great drummer. He lives up in Sacramento still. Um, he said, come on over. Let's jam. He was wearing a Modest Mouse t-shirt. And I was... Like super uh, that band, yeah, North Northwest, yeah, yeah, from Seattle. And I at that time was like really getting into Modest Mouse, their early records. And I was like, hey, like you know, you like Modest and that kind of shit, you know. And then, well, like jam on Modest, yeah, Mouse, well, uh, just dudes? no, just like, do you like Modest Mouse? Like, oh, we're both fans. About, we're both fans yeah, of this common band. ground. Yeah, yeah I understand. he was because he was wearing a shirt, and I didn't have any band shirts yet. I was still wearing like Lacoste and shit. Man. Yeah, and been to a yeah. gig. Yeah, no, I mean, I had been maybe to like a. Maybe like a Chili Peppers gig or something. Okay, you know? like Arena Rock. Or yeah, 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 like like Arco. But not a club. No man. Oh, Arco. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. played that. In fact, the second man opened up for Chili Peppers at Arco. Oh right. Really? It was a notorious gig. I wonder. No. It was really notorious. Yeah. No, it was like 2003 or something. Okay. Because I saw them on the Stadium Arcadium tour. That was it, Mars. You know what? Tour. We probably opened for them. I I, I remember the incident Crazy. too. Because we had to play in. We played on the days off mm-hmm. that they had. Mm-hmm. They watch, go play clubs and stuff. Right. So we go head up to Portland. Yeah, yeah. But the drummer, Jared, got two guys on the list. Yeah. And they got all borracho and stuff and started causing trouble saying they were Mike, Mike Watts' friends. Yeah. I'd never <laughs> met them in my life. When I meet the guys the next day in Portland, uh-huh. when they come up, uh-huh. hey, Watt, you got some pretty good, you know, the, the, the tour boss, you got some pretty interesting friends. Sure, right. Some motherfuckers. I made Jer go up there and rep- Some people, you know. Man, anyway, I know this. Yeah. It's the only time I ever played there. Yeah. So you ain't really been to clubs. You ain't, you haven't no been way. to the DIY scene. You don't know about guys yeah, starting their own bands no yet. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, he's kind of the guy yeah. that brings you in. Yeah, Antonio. Antonio, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, so what do you guys do? You make a band? So we just somehow, along the talking about Modest Mouse... Um, uh, hey, you, do you play? Someone says, "Hey, do you play this?" And then we just find that he plays drums. I play guitar, 
and and he had a great garage that was detached from the house, kind of at the back of the house. And we would just go there after school and jam out songs. And they were always... We never really started, like, a proper band. Um, We never started a proper band, I'd say, though, until high school. We would always just jam, you know. Yeah. And, like, other people would come. Bring some other... Yeah, some some people on bass. You were the core... Yeah, we were we were playing a lot, and like then we would not do it for a while and kind of do it, but it was always a very it became a very common thing. And then high school comes. Yeah, and so then like high school comes, and maybe some all ages shows. Yeah, so then what happened was I house party. Yeah, so definitely that. I went to like Antonio and I both went to the same high school, which was this all boys Catholic high school, and like he was big big he's a water polo player. And I wasn't, and I, I caused like a lot. Of, I was causing some trouble at the school. I get kicked out at the end of freshman year. I get sent away to boarding school for sophomore year of high school. Where? In Connecticut, back east. Whoa, East Coast. Way, way, way back east. Yeah, cold. In the mid- <laughs> Much I, different California. <laughs> right, crazy. So I went through like winters. I got really into writing. Actually, writing. It's the first time that I was ever really writing a song. Ah. You know. Yeah, because you're man alone. You don't know yeah, anybody else. I didn't there. know what the hell was going on. So I was either watching movies in my dorm room or just writing. Were you sending songs. stuff back to Antonio? No, I don't oh. think I was. I don't think that we were really... Ta- I was pretty down and out. I, I don't think I was really talking to that many people at that time. So then, anyway, I get... I get My sophomore year ends, I go back to this Catholic high school. Back to California. Back to Sacramento. And I get back into the school, and then Antonio and I start this band called the Squids. Squids? Yeah, Squids, with a Z at the end. You know, whatever. <laughs> of and so we start... <laughs> So anyway, we start kind of riding our bikes around the... I don't know how, how it happened, but we were just hanging around like midtown Sacramento, and there was like a lot of great music coming coming out at that time. This is like 2009, 10, 11. Um, and so we just started playing shows like crazy. We got this bass player, um, Andrew Henderson, who's a, a great musician. And from then on... We just, just trio. Yeah, we were just a trio, squids. And we played all throughout the rest of high school. And... Original, some cover. Yeah, yeah, no, all, all, original. all original. We, uh, yeah, we never covered a song. I don't wow. think. And, and, Great. And, until our reunion show, we just had a reunion show uh, last Christmas, and we covered a "Guided by Voices" song. So that was fun. <laughs> Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, man. That's right. So yeah, so that's how that started, and then I just, I just never stopped writing music. Okay, okay. Yeah. What about recording? Did Squids record? So Antonio was super into like analog recording and got really knowledgeable about like. Just recording. Well, you have equipment. Tracks. He had a Tascam and some mics, and so we recorded uh, uh, like an EP, a, a cassette uh, called the Bad Dad Demos, and I wish I had it. They're yeah. lost in the cosmos. Because that's your first recordings. Yeah, they're out there somewhere. Someone who has them, mail them to me. <laughs> the Bad Dad Demos. Yeah, man. It's it, it sounded good too. It sounded really unique. I thought and Antonio did everything. He did all the like production, production. He mix it. Yeah, I brought the songs. He was a great drummer, yeah. and he just he told had the us what to do. Yeah, he had the, and the bass man Andrew and the bass man Andrew, who's a great bass player and, and songwriter in his own right, uh, was there. So you did one EP. You did a lot of local shows. Yeah, and then what? And then Ant- and, uh, Antonio and I, we all split up because we just went to college, different towns. Different towns. He goes to San Francisco State. I'm out to Chicago. Whoa. I went to Columbia College in Chicago. Yeah, it's like yeah. an art school sure. for film because I was super into film. Uh, I had no business 
majoring in film. Uh, I'm just a fan of film. Fan I'm, of I'm not a. I can't. Not make, a film creator. I can't make man. a movie for okay. shit. Okay. Uh, so oh, it's hard, man. Yeah. Yeah, so many people involved, much different yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize, I just, my parents Music, said, a couple personalities, movie, uh, yeah. ensemble. It's insane. I, it really is. Yeah, way over my head. And also being in Chicago, it was sort of kind of the same idea of like going back, back how I got suddenly back east. I, I made a mistake of going to... The heavy I don't, weather. I don't like yeah. not living on the West Coast. I, I keep making this mistake. No, I can understand. Yeah, so I... <laughs> I can totally understand. Yeah. I spent a lot of time. In fact, I was, yeah, born on these coasts. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's good to visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when you were in Chicago going to school, mm-hmm. was there any music in that part of your life? Yeah, I was uh, surprised. I was actually I got so I was only there for a year and a half. Yeah, three semesters of college, and um, not as much as like you would think, being in a huge city like that. Number I mean, three. Yeah, the third base. And, big um, shoulders. Yeah. and uh, Especially for Midwest people. Right. I mean, it's insane when you just go outside of the city of Chicago, how there's just nothing there, and there's just this massive behemoth of a city. And they got pretty big music scene. I mean, yeah, the music scene is insanely rich, but I felt like a bit of an outsider. Yeah, right, because you weren't there. You just yeah. got piled in. Look, look, we're at the end of the first hour okay. of the July 21, 2016 edition. Well, from Pedro Show special guest, Sam Setzer, hold tight for our two. July 21, 2016, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Mr. Homolka, stop eating my sesame cake. Stop eating my sesame cake!
I don't know. You know, sometimes I'm just thinking, I'm just imagining, you know, we could be together. You know, and there's no pressure. I'm not saying we have to be. And that's why, I mean, I feel like you're getting freaked out. You think that, you know, I said I, I wanted to be with you, and now you think it's like, uh, you know, a contract that you have to sign. But I'm just saying...
sake, the gorgonzola's not organic. It's funny, you know. Show we started the second hour off with 
Sam Setzer with Swim Team, which he knows is a very interesting San Pedro slang. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and did you know when you wrote no, this tune? No, but interestingly enough, it's actually the 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 it's one of those coincidences of life. That yeah, is right it's about you. the same. Then I got a bunch of tunes from uh, by the band in London from Mr. Susan. He sent me uh, some stuff coming out of there. The scene of the cats he's playing with. Uh, Gosh Hawk with uh, home taping is killing porn. Uh, old Fred. Well, the band is fucked, Jar, but the tune is Old Fred. <laughs> Hello Bastards with No Utopias. Uh, Exploder Than You with Stop Eat My Sesame Cake. Perfect Cluster with Suicide Risk. Oh, by the way, speaking of suicide, yeah. we all lost the yeah, brother Alan Vega. Right. I'm glad I got to meet him. They got back together to open up for the Stooges doing the raw power at the Odeon. Mm-hmm. Or, what's it called now? Hammersmith Apollo. Uh, yeah, and he was beautiful. And he told me he was a painter man. And yeah. he saw Stooges. And when he saw Ig, it was like, I want to do rock and roll. Man. Like, Ig just lit him. Just saw, no words, no explaining. Just saw him do what he did and said, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. He wanted to do his own version. But that's what I meant, but more uh, competitive, more in- inspiration. Mm-hmm. Or, Inspirational. Yeah, yeah. Inspirational. Not like sports trying to cut somebody down. Nothing against tennis. But. No, man. <laughs> okay. Um, dang with romance. Hearse pile up with last time. Creature box with catch a thief. And finally, Mr. Susan with the single ad of certain uncertain. Uh, back to Sam's musical journey. So everybody's going to school. Yeah. You're in Chicago. Yeah. You're not really playing with anybody because no. you're the new man in town. After three semesters, right. you decide... I'm not really a film man. Yeah. So I want to get back to California. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, because I, go, I would go to some DIY shows every now and then. But mostly it was just getting fucked up and, you know, just being a young, young, college, young college kid. It, was, it wasn't... Even though I was, like, at an art school, the arts aspect, everything kind of just fell by the wayside at the time. I couldn't write. It's it was, a little social. Yeah. And so, anyway, so then I ended up moving. I left... I decided I wasn't going to come back after Christmas. You know, I was supposed to go back. And I said, I'm sure. not going back. I can't go back. And I ended up... That's how I ended up in San Pedro. SoCal. I lived in... Yeah, I lived because I was How did living, you know about this place? Because I... I ended up at the college down the street. Merrimack. Merrimack. Actually, I think they started up on the hill. Yeah, so I ended up at the hill. But and then they got an extension. Yeah, yeah, right. Kind of, so, which is neat for the town, I think. Right. Especially cool. when we get this out to sea. Yeah. Get going. Yeah, man. It'd be a real good thing. But So that's what it was. You still want to go to school, but I want to go to school in California. Yeah, because I wanted to be just, I just, I love California, you know. And what? And Marymount's known for what? They're not only, well. It's more of a liberal arts. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's just. <laughs> it's to get you ready for a bigger school, right? Well, not even exactly. It's just, it got me, they let me in. They were the only school that yeah, I... Yeah, but I was wondering what their specialty is. I don't know what their specialty yeah, is, Yeah, I think it's honestly. getting people ready for four year, uh, the next two years. Oh, oh, oh right. No, it, yeah, it used to be. Okay. And now since now they've become they've become a university the last right. two years. Okay, okay. So now it's a four-year school. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, that, you know, that's a whole trip, whatever. Okay, so... And it's Catholic, right? Yeah, but 
you wouldn't it's know. It's okay. Well, like, yeah. uh, where our great radio station, KXOU, that's yeah. th- that's Jesuits. Oh, right. And then that's the city right. had yeah. one. You yeah. wouldn't be surprised. In the old days, the most free radio was coming out yeah, of those yeah. schools. That's weird, and man. then the state schools like UCLA, you could only get it in the dorm. Yeah. They wouldn't even broadcast. Yeah. So who is more open-minded? Yeah, who, or Harbor Park, uh, Harbor, uh, Harbor College. College. Right. You get in the parking lot. That's it. They didn't have dorms. <laughs> yeah, but UCLA only in the dorms. I think they had to plug the radio into the AC wire or the socket. Yeah. Insane. It was. But anyway, so Insane. get to go to school here. I'm going to school there. I rent a house up on uh, Leland Street, up there okay. on the hill. You know, um, by myself, and it's the first time I live I've on Leland. Oh yeah. Between seventh and eighth. Oh, cool. I was on nineteenth. Further by the high school. Yeah, right by the high school. Um, so okay, so I rented this house first time I'd ever lived alone, and I started writing music again, heavily, and I bought an eight-track uh, Boss Tex. Yeah. You know. Digital. Digital kind of, but like early, like late nineties. Little boxes. Yeah, yeah. Everything's the mixer. Everything's yeah. in it. Yeah. So. Um, and then I just started, and I bought a drum set for like 99 bucks from Guitar Center, one of those like little starter drum sets. Just kind of taught myself how to play drums. Wow. I had a lot of time on you the only dude living. Yeah, only dude living there. Didn't really, also though, didn't really know anyone in LA yet. I just sort of moved here. It was very bizarre. Because the school let you in. Yeah, and I wasn't, really, I wasn't okay. really socializing at the school. Sure. And so uh, I was at college. Yeah. I never knew anybody. Yeah. Some foreign students because they weren't that judgmental. Right, man. Yeah. Exactly. This was the late seventies and it was so uptight. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, weird times. It was a weird time, but I was happier living in California. Let, let's listen to some music. Okay.
Off for Pedro Show. We heard uh, Nick Milavoy doing the fire that partially damaged City Hall. And then People from King Alfred, Man of Leisure. Love that band name. Uh, Diana King Harvest in the Wake. And finally, Psychic Temple, You Ain't a Star. Prelude. That's Chris Schlarb from Strong Beef. Uh, so, you're Man Alone. Right. You're in Pedro. Mm-hmm. You already put in time with guitar. You're songwriting on the Fostics. You get the drum set, start teaching yourself drums, then what? Then I uh, started uh, just layering tracks and... Sound on sound. Yeah, yeah, and then I next thing I knew, you know, about a year or two down the road, because I, li- I lived in Pedro for two and a half years, so about a year and a half down the road, I had like 11 songs. 10 right. or 11 songs of like complete songs that were pretty lo-fi that's, but were I felt were good I mean I'd done this project kind of indirectly I didn't mean to do what this what do you mean like fidelity yeah was and, lo-fi. yeah like it was but like you still had, you had compositions yeah stuff. the compositions were all there and it but it, and it and I think it sounded good and, it, and, and kind of how I like things to sound you know and um, self-learn self-taught well stuff you learned from Antonio but yeah maybe from watching tone play and and, and, and record and stuff but uh, it was really just did a, you buy a bass? Uh, no but I, t- I didn't buy a bass until I <laughs> bought your bass okay uh, which is like yeah. two weeks yeah yeah <laughs> three weeks okay uh, but so I, what you, do, I, you mean these Fostex uh, recordings don't have bass guitar? no no I mean no because I was just DI'ing DIing the guitars. I t- for some of the tracks I I tuned. But you could DI guitar. bass guitar. No, I know. I, I I just didn't. I just you didn't, didn't have one. Didn't just have never one. had a fucking yeah. bass. So what you what you do? You look down. I down tuned this Rickenbacker that I have because it was it's kind of sounded. Uh, yeah. Okay. Pretty, and I roll off the, the tone. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you, yeah. Yeah. Hey. It's yeah. a means. Turn down. That Interesting. Tone. Yeah. And so you got eleven tunes. Yeah. And I just uh, one night I think I I was pretty stoked on him. I think I'd had a few to, you know, I was maybe like a little drunk or something. And I, yeah. And I, by this time I had developed friendships, you know, outside of San Pedro, like, you know, where I live now, like on the East side and stuff. And I just out of the encouragement, maybe with them and just whatever else was going on. I started sending these 11 songs to labels, you know, just indie labels, whatever. And long story short, Gulcher, Gulcher records. Sure. Gulcher. Yeah put out my first record which was those 11 songs that I recorded in that house um, which is called Hunter Jumper yeah and I mean it was it was wild it was just so to get the response was like kind of a mind blow yeah cause I remember I had sent probably the, the, the songs to like 15 or 20 indie labels like if my fi- you know for like sending them I didn't expect to hear anything back from like Sub Pop or something but I just thought it would be cool you know so I Bob Richard, yeah. who runs Gulcher, was super stoked on him. Really, really liked him, and was like really supportive of me. And we have we still we have a good, nice correspondence still on email. And uh, yeah, he put the right he put the record out. Uh, did you tell him I'm going to get a band together and play these live? Yeah, I mean, at, once I once I uh, once the, the record was out, you secured I, the deal. Yeah, once I <laughs> yeah, man, right, exactly. It's all about the deal. Once I got the deal. Uh, I got a band together, uh, which are still my band, my backing band, and we played. Uh, Who, who's in the band? So I got my buddy Cody McKenzie on drums, great drummer, human metronome. Um, 
Max Kajanian on lead guitar and Danny Claudfelter on uh, bass. And he's in a great band called Shark Toys. Um, and uh, they're out of Pasadena. And um, great. So, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. We're at the end of the second hour. July 21, 2016, Dishawap Peter Show special guest. Sam sets her hold tight for hour three. July 21, 2016, it's the third hour of the Watt Pedro Show. She put on her sundress in San Rafael Screaming and crying Such a northern bell Took her Ford Explorer Some high heels at the nine tree. Her sky is always gray. I think I'll tell the story another day. Three days in Reno Motel with two rats and the Bay Bell. Took a chance on him. Went home with nothing. Got a teaching credential. That felt like something She wakes up on to lose While it's all dark Stranger ties her shoes Works out on a running machine And it's fucking time
Bought for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with <clears throat> Northern Felony. Yeah. Can you tell us about that, Sam? Okay, yeah. That's a song off of my new record that I recorded uh, not all on my own, like as opposed to the first record. I recorded this one with uh, my backing band. With the band. In a proper studio. <clears throat> and these guys ain't called Squids. No, no, this isn't, this isn't Squids. <laughs> what are they called? They're called, uh, I don't, they haven't, I told them to name themselves. Okay. But uh, for now, I guess it's just the same. So you went, where'd you do it? Uh, at Golden Beat Recording Studio in uh, Glassell Park. Glassell Park. Yeah. Like Dodger Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Right. A lot of people are moving in that park. Yeah, I live just. Mr. Peak lived there. I live over in there. In fact, uh, Club Nella. Nola. Nella. Uh, Dave Travis's. Nella, that. yeah. Oh. N-E-L-A. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, how long? How long did it take to record? Uh, we did it in. We did all the basic instrument tracking live. We did it in two days. So you must have been real proud. Yeah, yeah. We were we rehearsed like. Motherfuckers. Where, where do you do it? Right. So Golden Bee Recording Studio is a big suite at a rehearsal space. So it's yeah. like it's. Pretty so big. the same building. Same building. We, we just we we practiced just right you in know, front of it. You know, there's some people say prac bad. Some people say rehearsal suite. Sweet. <laughs> I mix it up, you know. <laughs> you know, but I'm always thinking of like a basketball player. Yeah. Does he go out and rehearse? No, man. Why are musicians so scared of that word "proc"? It, mean, it means you're like some kind of child. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. No, I was just I'm curious about it. Yeah. Okay, so you're smart. You don't <laughs> do the prac in the studio. You got it already in the fucking rehearsals. Yeah, man. So when it came time to do, yeah. So we just. But what about this tune? What's it about, Northern? Uh, all these songs. Felony. Yeah. Cause it's heavy. It's kind of noir. It's kind of like. No, no, no ear. No ear. <laughs> it's uh. No, no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Great. No, it's like uh, it's about all, a lot of these songs. Um, I wrote the lyrics after actually after. We, we the had music part, the music part. After we had recorded the uh, the actual music part, because I had kind of just been improvising. We'd played live occasionally with these songs, and I would just sort of improvise lyrics. But I actually wrote them down, and I think a lot of the lyrics, I tried very hard to write like a comprehensive set of lyrics for each song where yeah. I'm telling a story, because I, I I really love to like tell a story. And so this particular song, uh, I'd say, is about a just kind of a society girl trying to find her way in like Northern California, you know. Like North the, Cal. The, it tells a story of a girl living in the Bay Area and going to Reno and coming back, you know, broke. From Reno. Yeah. I, our site's Tahoe. Right. That's right. I eighty Donner Pass. Yeah, there you go, man. Uh, <laughs> Escocida. Vamos de Limbo after that. Gigi Ben out of Bay Area, uh, Oaktown. I love Red Bean, Patent Bingsu. Toys That Kill, brand new album out of Pedro. Originally Dodd C yeah. from Torrance. New Recruits, Endless Contortionists. Uh, that's Matt in D.C., but he got together with Brother Taka in Manhattan to do Time to Go Back to Work. Dick Deluxe, he's out of New Orleans now. My buddy, brother Steve McKay. I love Inez. Our love's grown thin. Dewey Decibel System. Duo Decibel System. <laughs> it's got Miss Melvis. Uh, Just Faith. That's Pedro. Where were you? Uh, 
I shared the sh stage, the, 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 the shell at Point Furman, the only time I played there in my life. Uh, just maybe a month ago. Jad Fair High Five Club, Gap, Michigan, with Don't Give Up. High Five Club Regis is in town to mix with our land. <coughs> so project got, uh, what's the name of this new record? Uh, it's called Lipstick Calendar. Lipstick Calendar. And yeah. besides the idea of not doing it all yourself and using a backup band, yeah. like let's say, example, the lyrics. Mm -hmm. How would you say they're different from that first EP? They're not. They're not different in that I've I've always wanted to like tell tell stories. Right. But which means beginning, middle, right. and end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Made a little conflict, also. Um, when I would when I was recording these eleven <coughs> songs, there was no I never until all those songs were recorded. I never had any notion that I was going to put that they were going to see the light of day, other than showing them to my friends. I never was going to send them to a record label. So I I just they were all improvised. I, maybe I'd do a few takes, but all the yeah. lyrics were improvised. I never wrote wrote them down, or maybe I'd write an idea. With down. an intention that they were going to be heard by. No, me. never. They were just demos. They were or sure. something. They were just there to do. So I really, uh, the lyrics are, for me, I think it's the thing that I'm most proud of on for this record. Like, yeah. I think I've improved, or maybe just focused more on. Yeah, the more focused. Idea of yeah, not just something that's there. This is what I want to say. Yeah. This is what I want to express. Right. And you find and your guys are with you on this. Yeah, man. I mean, and yeah. they were. That's great. They were supportive. super helpful too. I mean, I I would bring a song to to them, and I'd say, "What do make you make it be yeah, so? Make it be make it be better. You know, put your guys' signature on it." Yeah. And they were super fun to to do this with. I, okay, let's listen. Yeah. Last music for this edition. Cool. Uh, something called Havana Canyon.
reaching out its ghostly arms, lifting the mind to different dimensions, comforted by the symbol carved in stone, polished to perfection. The paintings depicted. Wandering along, 
got ways that could break you, make a grown man cry. Gotta have that woman, gotta make her mind. She's the only living woman ever made me feel so fine. Well, I ain't no angel.
April was at the barbecue talking about a Subaru. She had on a denim jacket and a pair of lovely hiking boots. Then I saw her at her school. She knew she was fucking cool. Then I followed her into the locker Touched mouths. Wednesday, you're kissing me on the river. Don't stop thinking about the whiskey she delivered. Now, April's coming over with her girlfriend, Nora. We'll read the Subaru owner's manual. call that sam it's called april's gay for that we had wild style lion doing vultures tokyo savannah my machine the floor the ground sticks very be careful bayano bayonado style (coughs) nakira the higman flyers only living woman diane marie clobo ancient art we start all off with havana canyon Plants. Plants for the future. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of have hard to have plans for the past. I'd like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. hard to have plans for the present because you're too busy yeah. doing it. Well, so maybe yeah. it's got to be plans yeah. for the future. Shit, I guess it does. Okay, sorry uh, to limit. You. I'd like to do a tour. I'd like to get this record that I just recorded out. Yeah. Hoping to make that happen sooner than later. And then tour it. And then tour it because you've never done a tour. I've never done a no. No, I haven't. Never done a tour. Uh, that's the big plan right now is getting this record out. Um, I mean I'm in I've talked to Bob over at Gulcher and Yeah. We're thinking about doing it there, but I'm actually I've also thought about maybe putting it out uh, on my own, maybe starting some kind of a label um, to put out my mine and other people's music. And what would you tell people that have been kind of coming where you're from? Do you, th- you think you've lived enough to give some kind of advice? If somebody said, hey, I want to get into music, what would you advise me, Sam? I think, I think listen to as much music as you can, whether it's obscure or top 40. Figure out what you like. Listen to it. 
and have have strong opinions and strong convictions because that's the only way that you're gonna you're make gonna, your own self you're come out. Make your own self come out. Uh, if you're passive about what you're listening to, yeah, there's really no point to being a song or songwriting. In my opinion, it's just going to be pretty frivolous. Okay, so like get get into it. Get into is it. What you say? Get into it just like you get into sports or get into it like you get into anything. Uh, if you're passionate about it, you'll know. And yeah, but, that's good. That's yeah. good advice. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much. Uh, thank you for being on the show, thank and you, wish you good luck with this uh, new record. And uh, yeah, a first tour. And uh, Dirk, I want to thank you for letting uh, uh, Guitar Safari Shoppy be available to me to do this spiel. Of course, anytime. Thank you. Thanks so much. Good people, it's been uh, July 21, 2016 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.